Hello and welcome to our weekly podcast of Who's Here in the Hamptons. I'm Dan Retainer and I am broadcasting from here in the Hamptons, a place I have lived for over 50 years. I've written 12 books about this place and I've seen it grow through the years from small fishing villages to what it is today, a summer paradise for New Yorkers, artists, writers, musicians, movie stars, we have it all. In my podcast, I will bring you interviews with the Hamptons' powerful people, but I will also introduce you to residents who contributed to our growth through the years, and you may not even have heard about them. Now I'd like to uh, welcome a special guest, Bonnie Cannon, to the podcast. She is the executive director of the Bridgehampton Child Care and Recreation Center, which is located on Sag Harbor Turnpike between Bridgehampton and Sag Harbor. And in the background, you can hear the sound of uh, saws and electric saws and everything. Bonnie, what is that? Well, that is the sound of trees being cut down. And And why are we doing that? Why are you doing that? Because the admin building that was the original building that the child care center was uh was here for is being torn down and we are building a fabulous brand new building i can see you're still in the old building is that correct yeah yes we're still here but we won't be here um they said we got to be out of here by friday so we're, we're coming out of here Friday. Um, and so we're just wrapping up. Everybody's packing up. Everybody's trying to get all the boxes moved. The temporary trailer is coming on Thursday that the admin that I'll be in and my staff will be in. The kids are moving next door. They're going to be moved next door uh, thanks to the town of Southampton uh, for the after school program. And just uh, the food pantry has moved out of the McCall building into the Margot's cottage. So it's just a lot of excitement, a lot of movement going on here. Tell me a little bit about the center before we talk. How many acres is it? And what buildings do we have on it at the present time? Well, we have um, six acres. And we have four buildings. We call it the center campus. And on our six acres, we have the four buildings. We have the Margos Cottage. Um, We have McCall Building. We have the Youth Building, the Admin Building. And we also have a full basketball court, a junior tennis court, and we have a baseball field. And then another field is used for um, soccer. And then we also have a, what we call the Soul Garden. Um, for um, our, our gardening, and we have that here as well. Also a playground. Yes, how could I forget the playground? That is that is named after, guess who? It's named Dan's Playground. And you know, Dan, I have a picture that I have to show you that we just found when we were cleaning up things. And it's a picture of you with a shovel in your younger days. And you were uh, actually working on the playground. I couldn't believe it. So I, I got I to gotta show you that picture. <laughs> That. Now, the new building itself is how many square feet and what's it going to be in it? And when are they, first of all, when are they going to start digging the first foundation? Well, the building, including the basement, is about 7,000 square feet. Um, it's one and a half stories and a basement. The building is coming down on Saturday. When you said, you said, when are they going to start? They've already started. Uh, the fences are, I don't know if you've driven by here or if you're on the turnpike, but the construction fences are up. The trees have are being cut down. So they've already started. And we hope that um, it'll be 
you know, finish right um, next year, right around the, the summertime, uh, we'll be ready to go in. Tell me about the, I'll call them the clientele, who comes to the center and who's here and what sort of programs do you have you put together for them? I've been here for about 12 years, but the center has been um, in inception back in the 1940s. And then it was incorporated, I believe, in 1954, I want to say. And so the center has been around for over 50 years now. And the center basically is a safe haven for our local children in the community. Our local minorities, specifically African-Americans that were migrants from the South and their children needed to have a safe space. So that is what we've been doing for years and we continue to do that for years. Our mission, which we've just done, is that we are a historically African-American organization who serve the marginalized, the Eastern marginalized children and families. That is what we do. Now in the COVID, you've always been having a food pantry there, correct? How many lunches did you, where were you doing before the COVID came? Right, with the food pantry, well, one of the things, let me just uh, let me just step back for a minute because of the fact that we are known as the Bridgehampton Child Care and Recreational Center, but anybody that comes here knows us as the center. And that's because we do more than just child care. We have several different programs, which the one that you're referring to, Dan, is our food pantry program. Because for us to be um, effectual in, uh, with our children, the, our kids need to not be hungry. And so if the kids are not hungry and the family's not hungry, then, you know, we can make a change in that child's life. So we do have a food pantry that serve our families. And prior to the um, pandemic, we were serving uh, about 70 families per month. After once the COVID started, we are near now up to serving about 715 individuals per week. That's how many, that's, you know, and that equates to probably around 200 or 300 families that we're doing per, per week now. It's about 3,000 meals a month compared to, what was it? So, yeah, we... 70 families per, per month, and now we're up to like 300 families per month. So, yeah, we, we're doing a lot. The programs that you have, different things you have for the kids. We have, our kids, I, I tell you, this place is a diamond in the rough. Our kids, with me being a local resident and, you know, living here, growing up, being born and raised here, and then going off to college, I wanted, it was very important for me for the kids to experience things past, I said past Riverhead. Our kids are so sheltered, they don't get past Riverhead. And then I, I got to see a lot of things. So I wanted our programs to be very robust and very, um, as far as to the point where we are serving the needs of our kids. So we have a after school program here. We have a um, summer program. We have a teen program, which is called the Dream Teens. Um, they made that name up themselves. They're called the Dream Teens. We do uh, reading and literacy on the uh, for our kids here. We have a chess club. We have a Scrabble club. Um, we have um, a field trip club because we want to take kids out for field trips. The kids go swimming at the Y. Um, we partner with the Parish Art Museum. We partner with the Guild Hall. We partner with the Watermill Center. We have karate classes here. We have dance classes here. We actually have um, music classes here as well. We have a college prep program and the college prep program is a one-on-one course because a lot of our 
kids are first generational families, never been to college, that sort of thing. So we have a college prep program. We have SAT classes. Matter of fact, we just finished up one and we're getting ready to start up one again. And we are we just received a grant from the um, Long Island Community Foundation because we're working on this new uh vocational program. It's called the Teach Me How to Fish Workforce Training Program. And that is for adults that are young adults, 18 and up, that want to look at alternative ways other than college. We give out scholarships. We have emergency assistance. We, we you know, we, we do it all. We are a true community center here serving the community for, because for me to be effective with the child, I have to look outside of the child. I have to look at the family. I have to look at the community and I have to look at the entire environment to be able to do the things that we do here. And I'm sure I forgot, I forgot. I didn't even mention the basketball, the tennis. I didn't mention, you know, the the soccer that goes on here. I didn't even mention, I didn't mention the cooking classes. We have a wonderful, wonderful chef, Doug um, and Miss Gloria that do our, you know, our cooking classes for the kids and teaching about healthy nutrition from our garden. We basically, we, we do, we, we really do it all. Tell me about yourself and how, where you grew up here. I know, I know you were on the village board as a trustee for, tell me about, uh, what did you study at Howard? That's where you went to school? Yeah, so yeah, I am a, I am a local local to the local. I was born in Southampton and I went to Southampton schools. I went to South, graduated from Southampton High School. So yes, I was born and raised here in Southampton. And I went off, went off to, and it was a different Southampton there. It was more village, more community than it is now. I mean, I remember walking downtown or walking to the beach and everybody knew everybody. And, you know, basically you couldn't really be out of line because if you were a kid and out of line, then uh, Mr. So-and-so was going to tell your mom or your grandma, listen, I saw, so, I saw her down here and she was doing this. It was that kind of a community. So it was a great, great community raising that I had here. The, but the one thing that was missing for me was my culture, was who I am and who I came from because I went to school with a majority, you know, white population. So I knew that when I graduated from high school that I wanted to be ingrained and engulfed in my culture. So I went on to Howard University in Washington, D.C., which is a historically black college university. That was a experience, a great experience. I never forget going into D.C. into Chocolate City. And I, I was just like, I looked around and it's amazing because you see me and I'm a black person, but I was just amazed as a white person coming into Chocolate City and seeing all these black people. I'm like, oh my God, where am I going? What is this? But it was a great experience that I had there. I graduated with a degree in computer computer systems, management information systems. I did a stint in um, Toledo, Ohio with Owens, for, Owens uh, Fiberglass and then ended up back in DC working for Bell Atlantic, which turned into Verizon. And some kind of way I got back, well, I know how I got back home. I have my, my son, Spencer. I was a single mom out in DC area and I had the opportunity to transfer back to New York. And so I transferred back to New York to where my family is. And I ended up back here. I said, when I left here, I said, I'd never come back. 
and I ended up coming back. And that was really the best thing that ever happened to me is when I did come back. And so um, I came back, worked, and they offered packages. I took a package from Bell Atlantic when everybody was downsizing. At the same time, I think somebody tapped me on the shoulder and said, well, why don't you join the board of the Bridgehampton Child Care and Recreational Center? And I joined the board there and um, wasn't really doing anything. I had my own recruiting company called East End Staffing Solutions doing recruiting for the uh, medical field. And I said, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> I'll get on the board. And the next thing I know, someone tapped me on the shoulder again and said, uh, what do you think about possibly being the ED? And I was like, well, you know, I never did this before. Um, I really don't have a children or a, a you know, background, but I have a business background because that's what my degree was in. And um, I ended up here at the center and at the center. And also I became, somebody tapped me on the shoulder, wanted me to be on the planning commission of the village of Southampton. And I said, okay, I did that. And the next thing I know, somebody said, well, you have you thought about running for trustee? And I said, okay. And um, I ended up being the first elected, um, well, the first ever uh, black trustee that served uh, three terms, six years for the village of Southampton trustee. Um, since its inception, there was never a, um, a person of color on that. I'm on several boards now. I'm the chair for the town of Southampton's Housing Authority. Um, I'm also on the Suffolk County Commission on Human Rights. Um, I'm a commissioner for the Long Island Urban League. And I don't know, there's a that. I, I go, to, go to church. I play the organ for one of the choirs. I'm pretty sure that I'm forgetting some other things that I'm on as well. Yeah. I keep busy gonna have a great time with this new building and yes you must be very excited about it all when is it groundbreaking groundbreaking is going to be on saturday and it is a rsvp because uh due to covid so only certain people have been invited to the um to the to to this ceremony but we will have we will make it possible for individuals to join us via zoom or via um facebook live we'll have it on facebook live and we'll have it also on instagram live just look up the bridgehampton child care center on facebook look up you know the bridgehampton center on instagram um you know catch us there live all right well you are a locomotive <laughs> and <laughs> know of everything that you've been doing and uh, this is going to be just a wonderful experience this construction of this beautiful three million dollar building this is bonnie cannon the director of the Bridgehampton child care center i want to thank you for coming on to my podcast and this is going to be an exciting time for you and for all of the kids and the community and everybody else putting this building together to make the six acre Child care center, the force in the community that it was destined to be. Thanks, Dan. <laughs>